right, this is episode one. Now let me tell you how much ADHD I just had. So I just reported my introduction. Um, if you haven't seen my introduction yet, feel free to go watch it. But um, I just recorded it. I had the idea of the topic that I wanted to do. In the midst of me hitting stop record, watching the video to make sure it was fine for me to post later, I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to crochet while I am doing my next video or my first episode, whatever. So let me go figure out, look up a video of how to start it because I need to do a magic ring and I'm still getting used to doing that. So I have to like follow along. Couldn't find that, or let's just say I didn't make it to finding that, because um, I already had the video saved, but I ended up in, instead on TikTok scrolling, <laughs> and in the midst of that, I have decided to not crochet and do a puzzle instead. Maybe I'll have a puzzle cam at one point, I don't know, it really depends. But this is an Avatar The Last Airbender puzzle that I am working on that I am going to finish and frame. I'm so excited. I haven't started it yet. It, you can see it's kind of like, these are all, all the edge pieces. It's not all of them. I know I'm going to have to go through that again. But I'm going to do this puzzle instead while I talk to you guys. So today's topic I want to talk about is going to have to do with abusive parents. Oh yeah, we're getting we're getting right started because <laughs> I was watching a TikTok video <laughs> and um, there was some abusive parenting being happening, or the person wasn't abusing their child on screen; they were giving an example of abusive parenting. I actually really like this person. I'll probably drop their at in this whenever I post it because I do appreciate it. But in that example, they showed a child taking out something for dinner that night. And they took out the wrong thing allegedly what actually happened was the parent told them to take out the wrong thing and the parent still turned it to an argument basically you knew what I meant yada yada you should have done this and especially for something like that end of the day it's food you meant to say pork but I took out chicken cook the damn chicken <laughs> like it's really not that serious but Anyone who knows me, Iro, knows I had, unfortunately, a very abusive upbringing. Now, whether or not I had an abusive upbringing is controversial, but I think I have finally come to the conclusion, as well as many other people in my life have come to the conclusion, like, no, what I went through was not right. My mother did not treat me well. And that's why I no longer talk to my mother. Because those exact conversations happened all the time. And I remember it was to a point, at one point, that 
I did not want to have a conversation with my mom without things being recorded because this is this is before texting. I didn't have a cell phone or anything like that, so I didn't have a whole lot of evidence on my side whenever my mom would say, I didn't tell you to do that. It, it really got to a point that I wanted to start recording everything my mom said because I was just, I was just so uncomfortable. She consistently said that I was twisting her words or I wasn't listening or I was just doing what I wanted to do. And for me, that was frustrating. That was super frustrating because it's like, I feel like I'm doing exactly what you asked me to do, actually. But you're calling me a liar and yada yada and stuff like that. And it was extremely frustrating. We no longer talk. And I think that's the path I'm going to continue for the remainder of my life. Because it has just been too much. It's just been too much. So I think that'll just be the easiest is to just not have her in my life. It very much hurts. It hurts a lot. And this has been so complicated. Because there are so many days that... I do want to reach out to her and I do want to talk to her again and I wish that we could patch things up. But then I remember of the times where I tried to patch things up or I would try to be understanding of her and it just did not work. It was her way or the highway. I know what made me kind of just finally put my foot down about the entire situation was with my mother. I had a role that I don't think was unfair. I asked her to be respectful of my time. I'm very busy. I have so much going on in my life that my schedule is usually jam-packed with stuff. And my mother quite often needs assistance with stuff like going to the store, going uh, to her doctor's appointments, going to pick up her medication, etc, etc. And I would ask her like, hey, you know, you don't find out about a doctor's appointment the night before or the day of. Can you let me know ahead of time? She consistently would tell me this stuff last minute, consistently, and then hold over my head the amount of times that she had to miss, because she would call me in the middle of a work day. She would hold over my head consistently the amount of times that she had to leave work because I was sick whenever I was a kid, or she had to call into work because I had a doctor's appointment, stuff like that. Because she expected me to miss work to do things for her that were scheduled. You know, none of this stuff was an emergency. It was scheduled. A doctor's appointment, they don't just suddenly call you and say, hey, we need you to come in tomorrow. That's scheduled. I wasn't born yesterday. (sighs) 
And so that happened a lot. And so finally, when I cut her off, we had a very heated conversation. And the conversation went like this. She calls me one day, calls me while I'm at work, and says, what are you doing after work? I work out usually after work. So I let her know I'm doing that. And she goes, oh, what are you doing after that? And I was like, mom, do you need something? Like, where are you going with this? Why are you trying to ask me my schedule? And she goes, well, I need to go pick up my grocery order. And, of course, again, I get frustrated because a grocery order doesn't just pop up. <laughs> you could let me know ahead of time, hey, I'm going to put in my grocery order this Friday. Can you take me to pick it up or something? So I'm frustrated. And I go, you know, again, I bring up the fact that I ask her several times. This is not my first time bringing it up. To tell me stuff ahead of time. Well, I just really... It, it was always some excuse with her. It was it was always some excuse. It was something... It was the same thing, but a different thing at the same time. Every single time with her. And so I told her, I was like, okay, listen. I'll just pick up your grocery order. And she goes, no, I need to be there. And I was like, mm, no, you don't. I've put in grocery orders for work that were not under my name. All I had to do was have the order, and I picked it right up. It was no big deal. We got into a whole back and forth about that, and I said, look, it's either I pick up your grocery order, or that's it, because I'm not going to come pick you up, take you to get get your grocery order and take you back because that was going to be way I mean way out of the way especially with I already um, was going to work out after I got off work I already had my scheduled workout and I had one other errand that I needed to do after work it was just going to be it just made more sense in the route for me to pick up the grocery order and so finally at the end of the conversation, or near the end of the conversation, she goes, so you're not going to take me to get my grocery order? Or, no, that's not how she worded it, sorry. So you're not going to help me, is how she said it. And me, because I was just, at that point, I was just done. Because whenever she words stuff like that, she does it on purpose. She's trying to guilt you, when reality is like, I gave you an option. You suddenly sprung this on me, and I gave you an option. You're choosing not to take the option. <laughs> and so I said no. Because I was not having that back and forth with her. I wasn't having this whole thing of, yeah, well, yes, I am helping you. You're just not taking it. And then that turns into an argument. I wasn't doing it. I was not doing it. I did not have the energy. I was having a stressful day at work. I was not doing it. And so she goes, thanks for nothing, and hangs up. That was my final straw with her because it wasn't just that. It's been several other occasions where she expects me to drop what I'm doing and just take her wherever she needs to go. Even though I, I've asked her, I don't know how many times to schedule this ahead of time with me so I can make sure my day is cleared, so I can make sure I'm available. Especially because it's ne 
it's never just one stop with her. It's like four or five. I'm not joking. It is like four or five stops with her. And she just was not having it. So after that, I blocked her number because I was done and I was over it. And I know that was going to be a controversial thing. I know family was going to start reaching out to me and family did. And I just, I have not turned back since. And it's been a very frustrating and very complicated time for me because, you know, regardless of the fact that of everything that happened, that is my mother. Now, do not get me wrong. I'm not forgiving her. Nobody come into my comments saying, oh, you should talk to her. Yeah, no, I'm not doing it. I'm done. I am absolutely done. But yes, that is still my mother. So it is, it is frustrating that I can't have that relationship with her. It's, it's very frustrating. And I've just had a lot of conflicting emotions because my mom, I felt, did do a lot for me. But also, at the same time, I felt like all the sacrifices she made, she took out on me. And I don't think that's fair. That's not fair to me, you know. I definitely didn't ask to be brought into this world. I didn't ask that at all. You could have yeeted me, called it a day. So it, it, that also very much frustrated me because it's just, like, I, I literally didn't ask to be here. I did not ask to be here. <coughs> oh, so, we still don't talk and I don't plan on ever picking things up with her again because I know how she is. I know very much how she is and I'm just, I'm frustrated and I'm fed up of not being listened to at this point. I really am. You know, and I moved out, I think at this point about eight years ago. Yeah, I think at this point, probably about eight or nine years ago, I've, I've been moved out. And it helped me grow so much. It really did. <sighs> because she did some really awful things. One thing that, um, I didn't really share with a whole lot of people until this past year. Because I, it really didn't register to me how fucked up it was until I told my first friend. It's sometime within this last year I told her about it. That for the first couple years of me working, my first two W-2s I gave to my mother. Um, 
I did, at the time I didn't know what a W-2 was. I grew up in a low-income neighborhood and unfortunately even in high-income neighborhoods that stuff isn't really covered. I think it should be because of what happened to me. But I gave them to her because I didn't know what to do with them but I knew I could get into legal trouble if something wasn't done with it. So I, was, so I would just give it to her. I had no clue I was getting a tax return. Not a clue. And so my mother was getting my tax return. I did not know until I moved out and I got my W-2 and I thought, okay, I, I can't ask her for help on this because she's going to hold it over me if I ask her for help. And I just, I can't deal with that right now. So I'm going to need to figure this out myself. I'm going to have to. It, I'm sure I can figure this out. I'm sure I can figure out a W-2. And sure enough, it was easy, especially because I have one job. Um, it's not like I was working two or three jobs and managing a business and stuff like that. So it was very easy to do the, a W-2 and found out that I got a tax return. And... For me, I mean, for some pe people, probably not, but for me, at the time, it was a lot of money, especially because I had just moved out, and so it helped me a ton. So, I never asked her what she did with those first two, because I'm sure also her excuse would be that she used it to put a roof over my head or buy me stuff. I'm sure that would be that would be the next thing out of her mouth, so I just never even asked her about it. But yeah, that shocked me. And that's not the only case of financial abuse that um, I dealt with her. You know, when I moved out, I was I was paying rent basically, which I didn't have a problem with. I had a job. I knew she was struggling for money. It is what it is. You know, I can help pay bills. That's not a big deal. I moved out. And before I moved out, she said I owed her money for rent. And I thought, what are you talking about? And she goes, well, you haven't paid me for this month's rent. And I'm like, what <laughs> it made absolutely no sense to me because I my understanding I even asked friends around like don't you pay rent and that lets you like live somewhere for another 30 days or something like that no she and all my friends agree with me like yes like if you move out on November 30th for example you don't owe rent for December 1st if you paid it on the 1st, you paid for that month. Or the 15th and for the next 30 days. What, whatever. Whatever your agreement is. But you don't live somewhere and then pay rent. You don't pay last month's rent. That's called being behind on rent. And so, I was like, what What are you talking about? Like, what? <laughs> and And that started a whole argument of, I, I owe her something before I move out. 
Um, especially since I sprung it on her suddenly, even though I gave her like a 30 day notice. And basically, at the end of the day, I ended up paying her rent, is what I ended up doing. Because I just wanted her off my back. So I just ended up paying her rent and calling it a day. So there was that case of financial abuse. Whenever I first got a job, my check got direct deposited to her account, and I never saw that check. Never saw it. She constantly talked about she needed to see my paycheck stubs because she needed to make plans for it. And... She quite often, whenever it was going to direct deposit to her account, buy me gifts with my paycheck. I mean, often. She did that all the time. All the time. <sighs> yeah. Lovely. Lovely. So. I dealt with so much BS from her. And now I'm just done. I'm done. I am absolutely positively done. I'm not doing it anymore. I know who she is now. So why put myself through that? Like, why? Why put myself through that? When I already know who she is. I already know what I'm going to have to deal with if I let her back in my life, so I do it. I had no real kind of relationship of any kind of trust with her. I remember, I mean, from the time I was three years old, she constantly called me a liar about a lot of things. A hussy, a Jezebel stuff like that from when I was like three years old. I think I can get in trouble for showing things. <laughs> I hope I don't get banned for that. <laughs> Maybe I will do a little bit of editing. Maybe I'll edit that out. But um yeah, she constantly called me stuff like that. Mind you, I didn't even lose my virginity until I was out of the house and not living with her anymore. It was very, very, very rough. And I am so happy I spoke to therapists at the time because the therapists that I spoke to at the time are the reason why I even moved out. Because they were telling me not directly, because I'm sure, like, you're probably not allowed to say that, those kind of words, unless there's an immediate threat. 
but they were saying basically that I needed to change my environment and you tell me what you think that means um, my mother would berate therapists because of course I'm talking to therapists so that's a uh, doctor-patient confidentiality. They are not obligated to talk to anybody, not even parents, about what's going on. And especially because at the time, I was over the age of 18. And so, I remember there were several, and I mean several occasions, where she was berating or screaming at therapists because they wouldn't tell her what we talked about. I mean, she was just upset. She was upset about it. And I wouldn't tell her. Most people wouldn't tell her because one person in my family did know about some of the stuff I was talking to my therapist about. They wouldn't tell her either. And it just, it just drove her nuts that she could not get that information out of anybody. She hated it. Oh, she hated it. It made her so mad. And I think that was my first real taste of control. Of I don't have to. My mom isn't owed an explanation for everything. Some stuff really can just be for me. You're not owed an explanation for everything. Some stuff is just not needed to be shared. And that helped my stepping stone to eventually leaving that environment because it was a very toxic one. Um, as I said in my introduction video, I'm queer. And she has not accepted that about me once. In fact, she brings it up consistently, unprovoked. I, I've never once talked to her about a single partner that I've had. Not once. Not even a male one. And she has always made it to talk about it, unprovoked, about how being like this is gross and it's a fad and yada yada and it's just a popular thing to do yet my mother is a dream she is an absolute dream
I see a lot of videos. In fact, I saw a video earlier where somebody was saying that their mom was fully accepting of them. And I just thought, man, that would be really nice. So, yeah, it's just, it's been a rough relationship between me and my mother for a while. And the thing that sucks is there's a lot of things that I would not mind doing for her. I really wouldn't. I really would not mind doing it. For example, a good example is... Um, sometime last year, she needed a new phone. Okay, I was very willing to buy her a new phone. That was not an issue. That just wasn't an issue. Well, she wanted the phone that I had at the time, which was, at that time, the Samsung flip phone. Um, and... She's like, I specifically want that one or the Fold. And I'm like, I'm not buying you an $1,000 phone. I never said that. I'll get you a phone, but it's not about to be the same one I have. You're not doing what I do on my phone. Your phone is dead a good 70% of the time. Or buried in cigarette ashes. I'm not buying you an expensive phone for you to not take care of it. No. And you don't even need it like that. Oh, she got very upset. And I was like, Mom, I didn't even pay this phone. I'm still paying on this phone. It's not like I just dropped money on it. And she was like, well, you can just add that to your line then. So basically, she wanted me to pay for it to get a new phone. And do payments on it and pay for her line as well which paying for a line I wouldn't mind if she would have just flat out asked like hey I'm having some money issues do you mind paying for my phone bill I would have done it I would have just added her to my line and call it a day but because of how she goes about it she tries to be manipulative about it and greedy I said no like I'm not doing that why do you need this phone is a thousand dollars i'm not buying you this phone you need a smartphone i will agree with that and i will get you one but i'm not getting you this one like no why why would i buy this for you and because i would not buy her specifically that phone she said just forget it And stuff like that is how abusive parents can just be super manipulative. It's very frustrating because it's just like, maybe for someone that hasn't been through um, trauma or anything like that, they would think, oh, whatever, move on to the next thing. Meanwhile, somebody like me will think, did I make the right decision? Was it okay that I said no? Should I have just 
bought it and added it to a line to my line and just called it a day but no I know the decision I made was correct because she could have asked that completely differently completely and that's the frustrating part there's so much stuff I don't mind I would not have mind doing for her had she gone about this differently but with her it's her way or the highway and things need to be done her way a certain way and if it wasn't done that way she would throw a temper tantrum about it and that was me starting to be towards the end of no longer dealing with her because it really started I think that situation as well but there were situations before that to where I started to notice like why am I dealing with this why am I dealing with this the amount of times I think well no I noticed actually that was one of the things I noticed before that is I noticed she only called me when she needed something I went through my call log just to make sure because I was I was like I'm curious I went through and yeah every single time I was like oh she called me for money here she called me to give her a ride here that was the only time she called me the only time she would complain that I didn't call her enough saying that she never hears from me and I should call her more often I would tell her a phone works both ways and she just was not hearing that <laughs> she just wasn't hearing that because she's my mom I should call her more than she has to call me but yeah I only heard from her if she needed something that was the only time she called me the only time I'm willing to recognize a lot of things. I recognize my mom did a lot for me. I 100% recognize this and I really, I hope this resonates with somebody. I recognize that my mother did a lot for me because she did. She did so much for me. I'm willing to recognize that. I am willing to recognize that she went through a lot and sacrificed a lot while trying to provide for me I recognize that completely but that does not excuse the manipulative the gaslighting the anything any of the abusive behavior that I put up with from her any of it and I am so thankful that my therapist that that so long ago spoke to me and they didn't say it directly because I don't think you can say that stuff directly but um, in few words said that I needed to move out and um, one of those therapists witnessed her so <laughs> 
she definitely has firsthand experience, but. It's just, <sighs> I really hope those words reaches somebody that probably needs it because if you're still in a situation to where you have to deal with your parents, first off, I'm sorry. And especially because I know specifically this economy is not making it easy for young people to move out so trust me I feel your pain I really do this entire situation sucks but please know that you are not crazy now I'm not saying rock the boat I'm not saying that at all don't rock the boat because I definitely didn't when I was at home because at the end of the day I had to sleep there but please know you are not crazy. And sometimes it takes you moving out to realize that. Unfortunately, will you be able to move out anytime soon? I don't know. That's going to depend on your situation. But if you are in any sort of similar situation that I was in, I am hoping and praying that you are able to get out of it. Because I know, I know, I know it's hard. Trust me, I do. Trust me, I know. Please know, there will always be somebody out there that cares for you. I have started to look for people that care about me through the people I meet, my friends, because you know, I, my family's very broken outside of my mother and yes there are a few family members that I I do still get to talk to that um I stay in contact with as much as I can but some of them are in other states and we grew up apart so it's not like we had that very tight bond so I find that connection I find that connection through my friends and it's why I take friendships so seriously because sometimes they're all that I have. You can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. Be careful who you surround yourself with. Don't surround yourself with people that's going to bring you down because if you, if you already get that enough, from your parents at home don't mimic 
that environment outside. Don't do it. Don't mimic it. <laughs> try your best to be a good person. I know me personally, I try really hard to be a good person because it it terrifies me that I'm going to end up like my mother one day. It terrifies me. And I often wonder whenever I'm saying stuff, like, am I saying the wrong thing? Am I being too selfish here? Or am I being assertive? Is this fair? I'm just trying to make sure I am protecting myself, but also making sure I'm not being too much like my mother. And whenever you are trying to break yourself out of that toxic environment and mindset especially with the mindset that my mother gave me because my mother how she raised me she told me like for example if you're ever in a relationship everything needs to be in your name just in case because you don't want them to ever screw you over and that's not how it should be that's not at all how it should be because that's not balance that's not healthy. It's not balanced. Why am I entering this relationship if one person has all the power? Neither one of us has to have all the power. We can have balance here. That's healthy. But she always taught me that you need to be the one that holds all the power. And she definitely displayed it what she did whenever she was holding all the power you have to once you're out of that situation you have to retrain your mind and it's not easy it's really not it's not easy at all because some days you'll find yourself being too soft and some days you'll find yourself being too hard it's not easy retraining your mind at all. I'm still to this day retraining my mind. I'm 31 years old. Um, I've been moved out for about eight years now, I think, is when I moved out. And I'm still finding myself retraining my mind. I try my best to make sure I'm thinking about myself. But also making sure I think about those I care about around me. Because it's not all about me, but it's also not all about them. There can be balance without there being a power struggle. <laughs> Whenever I was with my mom, I would ask her favors and I just would let the favor go like she didn't owe me anything because I just didn't want to hear her mouth. And then when I got out of that situation, I realized if I kept doing that, I was going to be taken advantage of. And I was. I was taken advantage of. So I had to toughen up and like pull the reins back a little bit like... Yeah, I'll do for you whatever you need me to do, but I need equal give and take here. It can't just all be me. 
There's so much. So much. Not a day goes by that I don't wish I had a good relationship with my mother. Those days are going to exist. And that's perfectly normal. Perfectly normal. Those days are going to exist. I just think about, man, I wish I can call my mom up and we go get our nails done. I remember... I was talking to her, this is before I cut her off, and she asked if we could move in together, and I just flat out told her no, because I was like, I'm not doing that again. Reminder, I lived with you. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. No. And I wish that did not have to be my answer. But I know, I know, if I move in with her, I'm not going to be happy and it is going to take me a while to get out of that situation. I know. And I knew, especially because I have a pretty decent living situation right now. Why would I rock the boat and get out of this to jump into something that is bad for me? Why would I do that? Sorry, my leopard gecko is over here. I wonder if you can see him on screen. No, I don't think you can. Brad! Hey, baby. <sighs> but yeah. I find the love that I need often through the people I choose to surround myself with now I'm not saying I pick the best people there's definitely been some friendships or relationships that I realize mm, this is not good I don't have to cut that off or they cut me off and really it was a blessing but that's still where I go to find my love. Because we realistically, we all need love. As much as many of us want to preach we don't care, yada yada. It's, it's really nice to be loved. And unfortunately, when you don't have that unconditional parental love, you go seeking it. And for some people, it can be a very, very, very negative outcome. And I'm here to tell you, try to steer away from that. Because so many people will take advantage of that. I try my best to steer away from negativity, but it can quite literally just so easily dress itself up like it's just a positive and healthy thing for you and it's fine to fall for it what matters is you get back up 
you set your boundaries again and you move forward that is what matters right Bruce he's my son <laughs> that's my son I think he's looking at me like, what the hell are you doing? Maybe one day I'll like, scoot this over, that way he can co-host. It's pretty late here, that's why I'm yawning. But yeah. I really hope you get out of the situation if you're in this situation. And if you're a parent, it's not that hard. Be a fucking good parent. I'm not saying it's not hard to parent. I'm saying it's not hard to not be a fucking abusive one. And let's be real here. Let, let's keep it a hundred here. Because I feel like a lot of times there's kind of this narrative of you don't realize you're being manipulative or some shit like that. And it's like, you know when you're taking your kid's money. You know whenever you're acting defensive over nothing. Like, for example, you guys are arguing over what you said and the kid goes, okay, fine, let me start recording our conversations. And you say, no, this is my house then you know you're wrong. You know something's off here. You're not even trying to rectify this. Like, be a good fucking parent. Nobody needs to be super mom or super dad and have home-cooked meals every night or some shit like that. Just don't be fucking abusive. <laughs> like it's it's not that hard, I promise. It's it's not that hard. In fact, it's harder to be an abusive parent. I feel anyways. And yes, I'm saying this as a child, this adult. But I'm also saying this as an adult that went through parental abuse. There's so many things. Hindsight 2020. There are so many things that could have been handled differently. That I would have just taken a whole lot better. Like, it would have been perfectly fine. It really would have. It would have been perfectly fine. Had it been addressed a different way. But it wasn't. It wasn't addressed a different way. It was addressed in a way that was meant to be negative. Meant to be manip manipulative. Meant to be just some kind of negative... Wow, I can't talk. Some kind of negative thing. My knees. 
I'm old. <laughs> My knees ain't what they used to be. I need to start wearing socks. <laughs> I really need to start wearing socks. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm going to wrap it up here. I really hope this resonates with somebody. Because I know this can be a very hard topic. Because I know, especially with me personally, I've spoken with so many friends that we've trauma dumped <laughs> on each other about um, things that our parents have said or done. And it's so interesting how many people have been through some very similar situations maybe not necessarily as extreme as me because especially when I bring up the W2 thing people just clutch their pearls but um yeah it's definitely a topic that needs to be talked about because it needs to stop. And I do love that there are so many there are so many parents out there trying to break generational curses because of the fact that they are not okay with how their parents raised them. And I applaud you for that. I really do. <laughs> I think still my favorite one. Oh, my favorite one because kid me could have used this was I'm going to let that little girl swim. And get her hair wet. <laughs> I'm going to let her swim and get her hair wet. Kid me could use that. She really could have. And not only that. You know what? That's a topic for another time. We're not going to get into hair nonsense. But. Water good for hair is all I'll say. But um. Yeah, I hope this helps somebody. My email is listed, whether you are listening to me on whatever platform you're listening to me on. If you go to my description or my about, my email is listed there. You can feel free to share with me there if you'd like to. I am not a therapist, therefore I will not give out advice. I might give feedback, but um, I'm going to be honest with you. My feedback might be go to therapy. <laughs> that honestly might be my feedback is go to therapy because that's definitely a big one. But if you ever need to vent, my DMs are open. If you know me, IRL. And you really want somebody to talk to, but you just don't want me to know it's you. Feel free to email me from an anonymous email. Just, of course, don't include 
details that will help me figure out who you are. <laughs> don't, don't do that. But, yeah, it's open. I might take some time and let you guys know, like, hey, I gotta take a break because some of the stuff you guys are telling me is pretty heavy. And I do expect uh, people to be respectful of that, but outside of that, if you ever need to vent, feel free to let me know. Try not to include too much personal information about yourself in general. Not even just if you know me IRL, but in general. Try not to include too much personal information. Because um, please do remember I'm still a stranger on the internet. You don't want to do that. But yeah. Please, please, please take care of yourself. Actually, yeah, I'm going to quote Jerry Springer because I love this quote. Take care of yourselves and each other.